Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Holistic Health Coach and author of You Can Afford to Be Healthy. And this podcast looks at a holistic approach to health from a multi-generational and multinational perspective of women of color. First, I'm going to give God thanks for the knowledge, the wisdom, and the understanding that he gives me. Because of what I experienced this week, I really appreciate you and Akin make a big plunge into my life when it come on to a certain example that I, I really pick from you guys to know how to eat clean. Mm-hmm. Because what I experienced this week, I know for sure that people have to eat clean because if you don't, you're going to come down with a lot of sickness. Yeah. All right. So I'm giving God time. Okay, for for the both, I'm giving God thanks first of all, and I thank Him for the both of you in my life. Ah, thanks, Mom. Okay. <laughs> thanks, and it's interesting what you're saying because, like I was saying last week, you know, there are many people we have the conversation with and we share the information, but not everybody actually take action on it. Exactly. You know, so there's something really special about you that you took it something in it must have made sense to you it resonated with you why you decided to even you know like follow it you know (laughs) make it a part of your lifestyle maybe because i see the example in front of my eyes you know Mm -hmm. yeah you know because with some people seeing is believing you know i'm saying like some people if they don't see they don't believe right okay and maybe i was one of those kind of people like when you see it you believe it so it can happen and especially when it happened to your family, like, why can't you not believe this is happening? Yeah, I I agree. I think the fact that I actually witnessed the amount of pain grandma went through because, exactly. you know, like I could literally like when I closed my eyes, hear her screams mm-hmm. when she was home on hospice care exactly. in those last days that I think that, um, because people don't a lot of people don't have like that tangible thing they're they're waiting for an emergency situation for them to wake up you know and sometimes even that doesn't wake them up so who knows maybe it's just not for them you know maybe i'm begging you guys that when my time come please don't allow me to just scream steady and scream that you guys can enjoy and say oh my mother lives to be so and so no right i want you guys to say my mother lives a healthy life and God took her home. I don't yeah. want to just live that you guys come, hi mom, hi grandma. I don't want that. <laughs> I want a healthy life that I can live with you guys and go, hey Sam, hey Akin, or hi Chuck. Hey. Yeah. That's the thing with this world right now is like we clap our hands because we're living longer than, you know, a hundred years ago, but we're not living healthier. And it's like in my mind, it's like I honestly would rather live healthier, like a a long life, but a healthy life. And if it means like drugs and machinery keeping me going, like I personally, that's not for me. That's not my choice. That's not the road I'm trying to go down. I want to be cut. I said it before and I say it again and I'm going to put it on paper. No cutting, no surgery, nothing injecting in my body that is pouring because of I've listened to a lot of things. I just listened to it over the weekend where certain medications, certain person was taken can cause certain things. Mm. So disconnected. 
Like, why would you give somebody a medicine that can cause a problem? Yeah. Explain that to me. Okay. Okay. Some, I, I guess it's the world of choice. Some people want to live longer, even if it means pain and suffering. You go on with your podcast. <laughs> so we're coming to the end of the year. So I yes. wanted to ask you, what are your goals and dreams or plans and intentions for 2019? Continue traveling. <laughs> ah, so what's on the list? I want to see the world. I want to what's, travel. What's on the lineup? Um, Europe's going to be my next trip. I'm which, any, oh, England. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I told you that before. And then, yeah. And then Ethiopia. After that, I don't care where I go. Really? Ethiopia is on your list? Yes. It's been on my list, though, but I'm just waiting for daddy to be available. I don't want to take that trip by myself. Do you know how long the flight is? I really don't know. That's the scariest part of Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I bring up I bring a container of salt with me. <laughs> oh, for the blood pressure thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I pampers, everybody. I will wear pampers at the time. <laughs> I don't use the toilet. You know, that's actually a good idea. They have those depends and stuff like that. But, but... I have a problem. I don't <laughs> them now, but I'll need them for the flight because I do not use the toilet on the plane. Yeah, I don't know why, like, because we, you know why I think it is? I think because we don't understand how it works. I think if we knew exactly how it worked, we it might be I more. Flush it, but what it is, I suffer with claustrophobia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Claustrophobia yeah. sitting in the plane. Well, that's what I'm saying, because I don't even have claustrophobia. But the last time I took a flight, and this is really my bad, because I'm horrible with geography, like, the flight coming back uh, to LA from New York, I took a flight from New York to Boston and then took the flight from Boston to LA, which was dumb. Now I understand in hindsight that Boston is like behind <laughs> New York, okay. you know, and going to LA. So it's like I added on more time, you know, to my trip. But I was like sandwiched between these two guys in the middle of like a three seater. Uh-huh. For like eight hours. Oh wow! What? Yeah, eight oh, hours. Eight hours though. From Boston to LA. Oh wow! Are you serious? I felt like I was gonna die. Honestly, I like your story was running through my head because I started taking off my shoes. I was taking off my jacket. Like I just was so uncomfortable. I kept wriggling around. I could not wait for us to land. It was. Where to find the best seat, Sam? Where? Uh, the end, the aisle seat is the best. Oh, you think so? I know so. The only problem is, and then I lost weight, so I don't have a problem with that. The only problem is, like, if your arm is out, or when people pass in, they bounce on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know to make myself smaller. So <laughs> I usually always go for the window. No, the worst seat, no. For but me. this one was a packed flight because I told you I was trying to upgrade to first class just to, because I knew it was going to be tough and it was, they had nothing. Yeah. I didn't even have the option to <laughs> spend more. Right. Um, but that's awesome. So um, I read this article on Today, you know the Today Show? Right, yeah. 
this doctor said that he recommends 30 minutes a day of breathlessness. He said, when people say I can't exercise because I'm short of breath, I say, great, what a wonderful thing. I want you to use that to your advantage. I want you to warm up, get right to the point where you're breathless, not passing out, but challenged. And I want you to stay there for as long as you can. Take a break when you need to, and then resume. And I thought this was pretty interesting because uh, he's basically talking about high intensity, but it doesn't even have to be like a high intensity workout. Because I know for me, like dancing can be one of those, right? The 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 real um samba music, the, yeah, or uh, soca music, soca. carnival, yeah, right, yeah. But those even even for me, like here in LA, climbing these uh, hills and stuff like that, I lose my breath. Because I, cause they were talking about in the article, like um, cardiovascular fitness, basically. And I have never really been, uh, like, had that cardiovascular strength. I have never. Even though I work out regularly um, and I eat clean, like, I have never, like, walking those hills, walking up steps, like, I do usually, I usually do that. I mean, long time ago, though time ago with the treadmill where you mm -hmm. going uphill the incline incline yeah and and you can't you can you can you feel like you're going out to breath with that yeah mm -hmm. but you know you don't have to really wait until your breath gone you know you can't stop drink some water and get back on yeah i think he wanted he said before you pass out but where you can't really breathe <laughs> where you're short of breath <laughs> I used to pass out. Remember I told you about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. And from what I gather from the article is that um, the more you do it, the better. It's just about conditioning, basically. Yeah, it's a yeah. cardiovascular conditioning. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. I just, I guess, like for me, I, um, of course, living in apartments, it doesn't really help because I, I work out from home most of the time. And so I don't really do like the up and down, jumping up and stuff like that a lot. So, <laughs> so I do mostly like strength training, body weight training, that type of thing. Right. And then with the boxing class that I go to, you know, with the, first of all, just the boxing movement, it really gets your heart rate up because you keep swinging your arms. Right. So it's like that cardiovascular component. And then they have us doing, body weight circuits so like squats lunges um like burpees where you basically get down do a push-up and jump up you know that type of thing which i hate burpees because of that because i like that up and down up and down thing i yeah i really hate that like it it hurts <laughs> well, i'm gonna tell you something and i hate to say it i do it but i don't like it i hate to exercise what have you been doing Oh, but when I'm, no, I just hate exercising, period. And but she said you do it. I do it. That's what I'm saying. So what have you been doing? Oh, honey, let me tell you. <laughs> I need to share this with, with our folks that's listening. Because a lot of them my age probably get it. But just, I just got a new tip on muscle contraction where mm. when you reach certain age, your muscle contract. Because what happened? The muscle gets softer, which I know stretching also help the muscle. But my sister was in Nashville. Mm -hmm. She gave me a tip, and I'm very grateful. I have to call her and give her a thanks. I stand yesterday from 8.30 to 8 o'clock last night on my feet working. And when I lay down in the middle of the night about 2, 3 o'clock, and when you're alone and you get muscle contraction, 
It's one of the worst things in life. My muscle was contracting, but I remember what she told me. She said, whenever you get it, stretch as much as you can. Stretch like you you stretch like somebody pulling on your leg. And let me tell you, it works like magic. Mm. So that is a tip I want to share because I know a lot of people get it. I know. Yeah. I know that you told me before that getting muscle contraction is caused from not drinking enough water. Well, that's one of the things. One, one of the things. things. And it's, lo- it's locking up potassium. But I think I have enough potassium in my diet, though. You a- know, it's possible. I eat a lot of cucumber. Mm-hmm. I eat a lot of banana, right? Banana. And the doc- I heard the doctor told my brother that banana, he was on potassium pills. And he take him off the pills. And he said to my brother, and I said, mm, this is a nice doctor. He said, you don't need it. Just continue eating your right banana. I said, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> food sources. See, I love. Doctors. I always go. Yeah, I love doctors like that. I watch them. I listen to them, and I, you know, he filtered the, the medicine that he was taking. I said, "You don't need this. You don't need this. You don't need." Yeah, this. yeah. Because the more the more chemicals you put in your body, the more toxins your kidneys have to filter, okay. and so you basically, yeah, you just pollute the body. Basically, okay. even if it's doing what it's supposed to do, there's all these side effects. But it's like if you could get it from a food source. It works even better. And Ma, I actually posted in the Facebook group, and I'll post a link to the show notes so everyone um, can get in. If you want support on your health and wellness journey, join the group. It's completely free. It's on Facebook. Um, But I posted on just like five days ago information from um, the Global Employee Health and Fitness Month that's coming up. It came through with, you know, because I'm involved with a lot of different government agencies and stuff who talk about um, health and wellness on a like a a large scale, like what they're trying to do to help Americans get healthier and things like that. So they have this campaign that's coming up and they said you can be at risk sitting too much, which we knew already, but also standing too much. Yeah. And they have this really cool graphic I would recommend everyone look at. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. But I, my, I just I saw it. You yeah, saw it? Yes, the one where you the standing station. Like yes, the, right. as a recommendation, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're talking about the standing desk. Standing desk, yeah. No, I'm talking about this link. I just tagged you in the Facebook group. Okay. Okay, and it goes through... What does it mean even to sit too much or stand too much? And they have, they have these different profiles and they go through a day in the life and they, they show you what that will look like. So for example, uh, they have this woman, Daniela, who is, um, I think she's a nurse or something like that, or a doctor. And her standing hours are 10.75 hours. And it says, She's standing too much. Then it goes to Jordan, who is a police officer. He is standing six and a half hours. Oh. And, they're, and they're saying that both Daniela and Jordan are standing more than is good for their health. But the police officer, you know, has to stand, right? That's part of their job. And the doctor has to be on her foot. That's part of her job. But they go through, like, what you can do to... Um, alleviate some of the problems that comes from too much standing basically and like for you because they even highlight even that you know people who are hairdressers they have this problem you get these the varicose veins and you know uh 
fatigue in your feet and all these kinds of things, right? So you wear the right shoes, which you already know you do that. You have been doing that for forever. Uh, but also stretching every stretch. once in a while. Yeah. And I do that I, because if something falls on the ground and somebody runs to pick it up, I said, no, sweetheart, you're depriving me of my exercise. <laughs> <That's> the <laughs> They're going to leave all the right. stuff on the floor now for you to pick uh, up. Yeah. I, I usually <laughs> drop things just to bend down. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I these things in the cabinet daily at work. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then down, there's a certain way I do it. I stretch down, you know, mm -hmm. I really do things like I'm exercising because I hate exercising so much. So when I'm in the public, I really do like, I really exercise. So yeah. You know what I mean? I know. And then also they recommend saddle chairs, which I know you know about, because I've seen it in some saddle chairs. They're like, they're almost like stools with no back. Oh, yeah, or just yeah. a minimum back because I've seen it in some hair salons before. But why would that be a good idea? I don't be so that you can take a break sitting like you're standing too much. So you want to sit and give the, your lower back and your leg muscles a break. But you see, like right now, I'm talking to you. Yeah. And a chair with back. And you know what I did? What? My chest is pushed all the way out and the lower part of my back is pushed in. Like I'm actually stretching from my spine up. Right, so you don't need the back because you're, you're engaging your core to hold you up. No, what I'm trying to say, because I stand, I, the way I work, I get a hunch in my back. A so hunch, yeah. That I get, I try to sit and push my chest up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it make any sense. No, I understand. But that's what, what I'm saying is like with these saddle chairs with yeah. no back, it's the same Almost the same idea, other than like resting, right? Right. But you want to rest right. so you're not standing too many, like these long hours. Right. But having the no back is, uh, is beneficial, mm -hmm. just like when they were recommending to people who sit a lot to sit on these exercise balls yeah. so that you engage but your core. So you're using your core muscles. It makes your back, your whole core, the whole wraparound, your abs and your back stronger to support good posture. Right. Excuse me, though. Um, yeah. Who put out this? Is a male or a female? Who put what? <laughs> the article? Yes. I don't know. I'm sure it was a committee because there's a okay. group of because people behind it. Remember a woman with a baby in her arm all day? Mm -hmm. Her back? If you're holding a baby, your back is actually hunching down because you have weight right up into your chest. Yeah. And I feel like when we females sit down, we are so stressed out. We need to rest our back and something and just stretch out. And it's such a nice feeling. So maybe they need to rewrite. Yeah, this is specifically for working people. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I guess the assumption is you wouldn't be working with a baby. No, but uh, uh, taking care of a baby is a job. It's working, working. Yeah, but they don't hold the baby the whole time, do they? They stand up and hold the baby, though. Most people, uh, yeah, they stand up and hold the baby. But anyhow, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is Global Employee Health and Fitness Month. But it's not this month. It's something that's coming up in the future. Right. Um, uh, but I, I really thought this was interesting because 
I know with you specifically, you're like the opposite. And I've worked with clients who like their job really is not like an office job. And they're more like the police officer on their feet, you know, and trying to figure out balance and stuff. So I thought this was interesting. Right. Um, but yeah, if you want to take a look at it, I tagged you in the Facebook group. It is, yeah. Where to, okay, so I heard this thing from this woman who, man, she really challenges me on every front. <laughs> she just, she adamantly does not believe um, that a whole food plant uh, vegan diet is the way to go because she used to be vegan and then she had to go back, according to her, eating meat because she has Hashimoto's disease. She says that she has to eat it because of this disease. And anytime someone tells me that they had to eat meat because of some kind of health ailment, mm -hmm. I always go, eh, you know, like, mm -hmm. mm, that doesn't sound right at all. Right. And the only reason I could say it doesn't sound right is not because I'm a doctor, um, but because of the past, over the past 10 years, I've been vegan. And from the very beginning, it was always because of health, because I was exposed to people talking about health transformations, not only the information on how the body works and why, you know, they're seeing such great results from a plant-based diet, from a vegan, a whole foods vegan diet, right? Not the fake junk vegan, but the whole foods vegan diet. Um, with, you know, all these testimonials, you know? Yeah. So I did some research. I found some testimonials and I will put them on the website. But basically just to break down Hashimoto's. And I think this is a great topic too for the podcast because uh, grandma, if I remember, she had a thyroid issue. Yes, she does. And how many pills was she taking for that? Just one? Um, Quite a few. Two, two. To remember exactly how many, I can't remember. Yeah, because I remember, I think, when I was asking you the first time and I was writing my book, I feel like I like 20 pills that she was taking. It was a ridiculous but, amount but of pills. It wasn't just for thyroid. I think right. More than 15, 20 pills a day. Right, because you got metformin, you got Plavix, you got all the diabetes stuff, Everything. and then the heart condition Everything. stuff, and then she got the thyroid issues on top and of that. For pills for pills, they give her pills for symptoms that pills. Create. Right. <laughs> it's like a never ending story. So, um, so just to kind of break down what this is and because when you're dealing with these issues, like diabetes is one of those things, you don't just get diabetes. It's coming from a lifestyle mm -hmm. for the most part, for most people type two It's coming from a lifestyle mm -hmm. that also causes all these other issues, mm -hmm. including uh, a thyroid that's now imbalanced and out of order, right? So mm -hmm. she says she has Hashimoto's disease. Hashimoto's disease is an autoimmune disorder that can cause hypothyroidism or an underactive thyroid. That's basically what that is. And with this disease, your immune system attacks your thyroid. So the thyroid becomes damaged and it can't make enough thyroid hormones. And the cause of it so far, what, what is believed is it's because of an excess of chemicals, poisonous fumes, medicinal drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, right? Mm -hmm. Tobacco smoke and things like that, right? So, you know, in terms of all of us, this is not just to say that um, you eat 
you're not eating clean or you're not exercising, whatever, you can mess up your thyroid. Like we all really could end up in a situation where our thyroid stops functioning properly, which is why we need to do the best we can to make sure we eat clean and we, our air is clean, you know, in the home, in the car, wherever we live, you know, like make it as clean as possible. And also the water we're drinking, you know, the source. And I, I will post a link below on the, on the water. Cause I talked about this a lot on the, the video show, but, uh, you know, drinking out of plastic is not the best. Drinking from the tap is not the best. Like the cleanest source is spring water. Right. Um, and I know there's a lot of things that factor into this, which is why, you know, when I say all of these things, at the same time, my brain is going, but Sam, all of these things cost a lot of money, right? Yeah. And most people, you know, in our community don't have these funds, or, or at least they say that they don't. And some of them are right. Some of them are not right, because we've seen those people who actually do have the money, but they still act in ignorant, right? Right. But there are people really genuinely who don't have the money, which is why I'm doing all the work that I'm doing, working on the other social determinants of health, which include income and having job opportunities and education, because all of these things play into us having the the income and the wealth necessary to really keep ourselves and our family healthy with all these different aspects. So it's like, this is like all of these things in life are like affecting our health and our kids and, you know, our grandkids. Um, but, you know, we all need to keep it top of mind, right? So um, if you have this type of situation, there are things that you can do. There are like natural ways to help the body come back into balance and allow it, support it, give it the environment to basically heal itself. And one of those ways is to detox the lymphatic system, right? Um, And uh, iodine is important, right? Because we talked about this before, that that's like the main... uh, mineral that the the thyroid needs basically to to function properly and you can get that from nova scotia dulse and norwegian kelp those are like the best sources i guess because their water is is cleaner mm-hmm. and we did talk about it last week on the podcast right was it last week i feel like it was last week it was last week no we didn't discuss water we talked about seaweed it definitely was last week because we were talking about Irish moss and all of that. I had a shot of seaweed this week. Oh, what did you have? But it's kind of strange because I had it before. This one was kind of sweet. What did you have? Seaweed. Just the seaweed, the plain seaweed. The seaweed shot. Oh, so they didn't. Oh, okay. So they didn't really specify what type of seaweed no, you got. Just, it was just a seaweed. So you went to like a juice bar? So what happened, there was a gentleman who always come to the shop and he offered me coffee, but I tell him no, because I don't really like to take stuff from people. Right. But he usually go to this uh, juice bar, and, and I think you know where it is, on Hempstead Avenue. Yeah, yeah, we've been there. Yeah, and he, um, he got a shot of seaweed for all of us in there. All, nice. All four of us. So I, I got mine. I just drink it down, but I find it sweet because I had it before and it wasn't sweet. They probably added apple or something to it to to lift it a little bit because seaweed isn't sweet 
No, it's salty. Because I had it before. Yeah. It's so different. But I just drank it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I didn't even know people juice and seaweed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So, you know, um, an underactive thyroid is the most glandular problem in America. Underactive? Yeah. Hypothyroid. Okay. What's the difference? Of the, when, is, when, when is it dangerous? When it's under or over? Both of those are dangerous. It needs to be just normal. It needs to be um, in homeostasis, basically, in balance. Well, you know, you know, I ask this question because I don't have a thyroid problem. It runs in the Thank body. God. Thank God, yes. I do give God thanks for everything. Uh, yeah. It don't, it don't touch me because, as I say, I don't pick up a dinner plate when I come on to certain things. I use a saucer. <laughs> you talking about portion control? No, I'm talking about the illness. Like, you know, people cry uh, about yeah. My plate is a saucer, the smallest plate in the you can find. Yeah, because, you know, everybody was getting sick, and I was like, I'm not going to get sick, please. I'm immune. I eat my greens every day. And can you believe I got hit yesterday? I, like, my throat, it was actually Friday I felt it. My throat was hurting, and I went to a few events the Thursday night. I went to two events, and I met a lot of people, shaking a lot of hands, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, my throat was killing me. My air was hurting. I was like, wow, this feels like something, you know? Yeah. Saturday morning, I was still feeling it that morning, like, wow, you know? So I, I went to a farmer's market, and I asked the lady. She had, like, this little juice set up. And she had a drink with pineapple and orange juice and she was doing ginger shots. I was like, all right, give me that juice and give me the ginger shot. And I just fused them together (laughs) to make a similar blend like how we had in the store. The inflammation is gone. And I drank that and I had um, we went to a raw restaurant. I had like this no chicken pate, this no chicken curry chicken pate (laughs) is basically nuts and spices or whatever. And on a romaine lettuce leaf, and I had that. And I'm telling you, there was, there goes the almost was a cold, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's gone. Okay. But remember what I told you that every morning I get up and it's over here. This has been a year now. Yeah. I make a bowl of salad. And in that salad is everything to protect your immune system. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't have in there is ginger. But, but you know, I start off with a, a, a uh, 16 ounces of lemon and hot water, warm water. Mm-hmm. And I drink that down. And then I have my salad, which have the cayenne pepper and the turmeric. And you know, that is good for your immune system also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think by that, and you know, at my age, at 66, you 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 go get, um, amongst people with infection, all kind of stuff. I never get anything from nobody. Thank God. Thank God. And you know, so am I thanking you for thanking God? Because <laughs> thank God. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not saying I'm not touchable. Right. But I'm trying my best. And I say to people all the time, I try my best. And it's a lot of work. It's not easy to really take care of yourself. It's very not easy. I mean, what it does, it takes mindfulness. Like, yes. that has to be a priority all the time. And that's the only reason why you say it's not easy. It's just that, like, you're not going to be willy nilly walking through life. You know, you're just, you're mindful about things. And I think like too, with that, it's always good to have on hand in your home, neem, the herb neem, because you never know 
when you might get hit. Like I never, I don't usually get hit. So that's why I kept walking around cocky, like whatever, sneeze wherever you want. Cause I'm not going to get anything, you know, but I actually got something. <laughs> I got a little bit of something, but thank God it didn't last. And I, and I, I'm happy and grateful it didn't last. Um, yeah. and I'm happy and grateful for, you know, fruits and vegetables and the medicinal properties of that because i remember back in new york when i was a child and i would get sick like four times a year and like it would be on me for a week or two and like just the pain and agony you know nobody likes to be sick you know it was not fun so i'm just grateful it came and went and grateful for fruits and vegetables and herbs and all of that and Um, I, I did want to mention when it comes to the natural um, ways to help the thyroid heal itself, uh, this is really important to know. So be sure to share this episode with your friends and family, anybody you know who may have any thyroid issues, because medicine, thyroid medicine actually weakens the bones with extended use and also can result in breast cancer. Yes. So if we can use actual, just like real, you know, God's medicine, basically Uh to help our body heal like it's meant to do, because it has the mechanism to do that, then we can just, you know, forget all of that, all of that stuff. Funny that you touched the thyroid (laughs) issue today, because in church today, after the service was finished, somebody came up to me and told me, oh, they're losing their hair because of thyroid. Surprising to me because I always encourage her to listen to your podcast. So now mm. what I'm gonna do, I am gonna is it, share. Is it share. I'm gonna share it and put in a message to her on this, so she'll know. You know who I'm talking about, sweetie, because I was talking to you today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, if you have it and you want to be really aggressive about helping it heal. Like, uh, one of the things that I would recommend is going on a fasting, um, with fruits and vegetable juices, uh, and simple nourishing foods after that for like two or four weeks, just doing raw food. We do have, um, a 30 day raw vegan cleanse. I'll make sure the link actually for that is always in the show notes, you know, so you can go through that, get the recipes and get comfortable, but definitely doing some juice feasting in the beginning to just create that alkaline environment and um you know get on the the seaweeds get the kelp you know they're making some really delicious snacks like this is not a deprivation diet like you have this thing but it's not the end of the world because god got you right we got we got vitamin uh a vitamin b we got the you know, we got all this stuff, you know, and they recommend also a salt-free, oil-free and sugar-free diet for the thyroid to get it back under control, um, you know, just in the interim. And bad for the thyroid? Well, it's not that it's bad, but if your thyroid is imbalanced, right, and you're trying to get it to a place of healing right? just in the beginning, because you're, you're going to need in eventually some salt and oil back in your diet, but in the beginning right? You're going to do the juice feasting, then you're going to do raw foods, and then you're going to go on a vegan salt, oil, and sugar-free diet. They call it a SOS-free diet. And there are numerous vegan recipe books out there. Just Google it, go on Amazon, SOS-free vegan diet. There's so many recipes. And do that for a while. 
you know, and then too, you can always email me, reach out to me uh, for a consultation and we could go through all the other um, things that are great. Some things to stay away from because like uh, cruciferous vegetables, like broccoli, cabbage, kale, Brussels sprouts and mustard greens. Those things aren't the greatest if you have a thyroid issue. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not everything fruits and vegetables is going to work. So you want to be mindful to not have those things. Um, but, but yeah, healing is possible, you know, and I'll even post the links, um, to this one woman who used a raw vegan fruit base, no salt, low fat, uh, uh, diet to get her thyroid back. And she said that, um, vegan didn't help her, but raw vegan did. And she cut the medication at, she was able to cut out thyroid medication at six months into a raw vegan diet. A year and a half to get to no medication for her thyroid. So she cut down on the medication at six months and then no medication at, what is that, 18 months, Mm. right? And then another woman said on Dr. Furman's website that in 2010, she went to the bookstore, got his book, Eat to Live, and it was exactly what she was looking for. Dr. Furman validated everything she had tried to tell her doctors. It was confirmation that she was on the right track gave her what she needed to put a lifestyle plan in place. And then by the next year, she had lost 70 pounds. She had a health screening. And for the first time ever in her life, all her scores were normal in the healthy range. Her blood sugar was good. Her cholesterol was good. Her blood pressure, thyroid, all healthy. And she now takes no medication at all. This is the power of fruits and vegetables. Mm. And let's not forget herbs because herbs are the most powerful when it comes to like actual like medication, you want something strong, you want something fast. That's where the herbs come into play. And herbs like soft palmetto is really strong and really good um, for this type of issue. So make sure you just, you share the information. When people tell you they needed to eat meat, say, you know, give them the side eye, you know, because <laughs> it's just a natural thing that just comes out like, okay, that's BS. But, you know, share, 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 share the information, educate yourself so you can share the information. Because pe- the only reason I could think that people would do this, because this woman, I, I know her personally. So I know she's struggling and suffering, right? Because when, because of this uh, Hashimoto's thing, one of the symptoms of it is a really painful period. And she struggled every month. She's in pain. She can't even work, wow. you know, and, um, but she only know what she's been exposed to, you know, and I, I could see that she is making some, um, progress cause she's cut out grains. So she's trying to try that. Um, <laughs> but, um, there's really no reason, if, especially if, if you have a health issue, to be eating meat. If it was somebody that I was very close to, I could tell them what they could get for meat, and it is so good. What? Because I just picked me up, a, uh, and I'm, I'm having that for a dinner tomorrow evening. I just picked me up a, a pack of um, okras and string beans. And when, you, when you're cooking okra and string beans, because I sauteed with seasoning that I would usually season meat with. Mm-hmm. It's like a Mediterranean seasoning. But to me, I call it my meat. It tastes so good. Okra and string beans? Yes. Interesting. Exactly. For people who said that they cannot do without meat, Yeah. 
Because for me to go back to meat is like somebody going to mix up some poison and say, drink this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would not. I would not. I, I want to tell you something very strange. My brother was sick. I made him a pot of chicken soup. Because mm -hmm. he would not eat what I have. <laughs> I made him a pot of chicken soup and I had to call him to let him taste it to see if enough stuff was in there for his taste. Yeah. Because would not put it to my mouth. You understand? Yeah. Made it as clean as if I was made it for, making it for myself. But I couldn't bring myself to the point of tasting the liquid just to make sure that it tastes right. I had to bring him to the stove and say, taste this. You get it? So yeah. when you turn your mind against something, because if something makes you sick, stay away from it. Because meat don't do nothing to your body then create a lot of mucus. Yeah. Okay. And it creates an environment for disease. Yeah, you really don't have to have it. Because who is out there checking the animals to see what they have? That's mm -hmm. one of the problem. You know? Yeah. But then, you know, you know I mean, uh, I pray for these people who don't think, who think they have to have certain things. Because a lot of people think they have to have medication, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they'll fight for it. They will fight you down to oh, yeah. have their, their access to it too. A good doctor will tell them, "No, you don't need it." Right, banana. You know? Yes. Yeah. So yes, which is why, <laughs> you know, there's only so much I could do standing on on the on the on this little, you know, on my soapbox, right? Yeah. And and spread this message. That's why I'm trying to take it beyond to. But politicians to right. and and i i give dr gregor and dr neil barnard and um dr mcmacken who i quoted her earlier on one of these other earlier podcasts i think it was actually last was it last week we were talking about pcos or maybe two weeks ago maybe. i can't remember two weeks ago. um yeah was, i think it was menstrual um situation no, nah, that was way earlier. <laughs> All the weeks I'm merging. But I give these doctors credit and the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine because, and Dr. Caldwell Essison, there's a lot of doctors that I can mention actually um, that are helping to educate other doctors who are interested in this because, you know, more and more um, of us are getting educated and we're going to our doctors and saying, I hear you, but. Da, 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 da. this is what I learned and this is what this person experienced and I read this book and they're giving books to their doctors to read like share the information with your doctor because literally they don't learn this in school yeah you know so you not only saving your life but you're saving all the patients your doctor is seeing you know we have to share the message because it's not really just about us it's about all of humanity for people who actually you know want to live yeah, you know, honestly, because some people I learned some people really legit. They don't want to live. Yeah, they give up on life. They give up. So for those that do, you know, I just think it, it's just our duty. It's at least I feel it's my duty to make sure the message is there and available and make sure more and more people are making an environment for all of us to succeed. Yeah, You know, out, those out here who are who are trying to do it. So. But one thing I have to say, though, um, a lot of doctors believe so much in medication because I really think it's more profitable for them. Um, There's that, yeah. Yes, I really think so. So one has to educate themselves about their medicine, what they're taking.
check in and do research because everything is open these days, you know? Yeah. You cannot be locking up knowledge because you, all you do, you touch a button and the book opens. <laughs> you don't have to go to the book and turn the page anymore. You don't have to turn the page. You just basically go, hey, Siri, you, you know? <laughs> you sit down and you ask a question, you know? But I yeah. like to read, so I don't ask her anything. I didn't even know I had her for years, and I didn't know she could get <laughs> me. But anyhow, I, I read, I read, and I read, and I read, and I try to understand. Not because I'm having a problem, mm -hmm. but there's other people having problems, and sometimes I can share things with them. But yeah. what I want to tell you before I forget. They have a saying to say in Jamaica, you lead the cow to the water, but you cannot make him drink it. So your duty, what you're doing is good. You give people the information, they have to be the one to use it. Yes, because oh. water is a human right. Yes. <laughs> but that's all the Jamaicans. Just like this information. Right. <laughs> they call to the water, but you can't make the call drink the water. Yeah. The call will have to want to drink the water. Yeah. Okay. And I like that cow analogy because cows are stubborn. Very stubborn. I guess. <laughs> We have a lot of cows in human beings. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. So on that note, mom, any closing words? Um, take your I just ask everybody to take your life more seriously. Take it up in your hand. Don't don't just leave everything to the doctor because you have a part to do also. Mm -hmm. Do your research, do your study, and remember going to the doctor, you're a number. But to you, you are a person. Right. Okay. Right. And honestly, if you feel like your doctor is treating you and sees you as a number, you might want to find a new doctor. Exactly. But you know, as I said, the doctors are working with medicine. Yeah. If you if you if you continue going to a doctor and you're not sick, how often would you go? You're not going. It's not profitable for them. Right. Okay. Yeah. This, this is why they'll never tell you the cure for cancer. It's not that they don't have the cure. Right. You'll never know because it's a money-making thing. Seriously. Okay. From from my vantage point, the cure is in the soil. It's in the seeds. It's in organic, sustainable farming. It's, you know, it's in us having a spiritual connection with God. Exactly. It's like there's a whole balance guess to life. Was. Exactly. And as long as you're having that communication with God, the Almighty, which he gave you the book, basic instruction before leaving earth, you're going to read that book and get to understand that you have to be the one to help take care of yourself. You can't just leave your, your body in the hands of the doctor. Yeah. Before we sign, put the little note on that. We're not saying that if you don't believe in God, you're going to get cancer or die of cancer. Oh. Because, you know, people will take it there. But, oh, no, 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 no. But let me tell you something, though. You, you have to believe kill and believe cure. It's not every time you go to the doctor, the doctor tell you of cancer, you have cancer. Right, Listen, exactly. Because people get false. There is a man, there is a doctor right now that I think he can't practice anymore. He diagnosed so much people with cancer. We never. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you I see what about I'm talking that. about? Mm -hmm. what, happened, what happened, Sam? The mind. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. And when people work on your mind, do you know that you might feel like you're getting a sore throat, like you're getting sick? You go to the doctor, the doctor tell you of the flu. What do you do? 
you lay up in bed. Guess what happened to you? You get the flu. Only mm-hmm. because the doctor tell you that. The mind, you have to learn to strengthen your mind. Just like how you strengthen your body, work and your mind, because it's a very terrible thing to waste. Yeah. Very important. You know, it's 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 kind of interesting. Like the older I get, the wiser I get. But I saw that in the Bible too. Thank God. What? To strengthen the mind? The older you get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because if you have those knowledge when you were younger. You wouldn't be who you are today. But you know, we're all kids. That's what I realized. Like, we're all children. Because when you think about how long life has been in existence, like this world as we know it now. I remember the episode we were talking about, you know, when I go to Calabasas and I sit outside of this health food store, Air One, and I look at the mountains and think about how long the mountains have been here. Mm. And all these people whizzing by in their cars like they've only been here probably at most a hundred years you know they're probably not driving the cars at a hundred but you know what i'm saying so it's like we're all children and as children you try things first even though mommy and daddy may say don't touch the fire you'll get burned like you have to try it you know like most of us we that's just like human nature you have to try (laughs) are they right maybe they could be wrong you know You learn from your own experience. You're right. When you fall down, you have to learn to get up. And that's the thing. You teach a child. When a child fall down, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. No, darling, you can get up. It's okay, honey. Get up. <laughs> Stand on your feet. And that's yeah. how you teach a child that when they become an adult, they're going to fall also. And that's what I, I really love and admire about you, Mom, is that even with your family members who you know, you've basically almost turned blue trying to tell them the things that they should be doing to feel better and they don't do it. You're still there to support them in their time of need. And I think that's very admirable. And it, it, it takes a lot. Like I think it's a godly thing to do because a lot of times when things situation come up, I say, what would Jesus do? Could Jesus never turn a blind eye? You know, that's really tough. It's really tough. And so I really admire you for that. Thank you so much. All right, mom. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe so you're notified on all our future episodes when they're released.